Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by David Tubbs. David is the Director of Marketing Communications at Apply Board. And in this episode, we talk about leveraging the wisdom of colleagues to help localize marketing creative and how Apply Board leads its hiring and onboarding process through the lens of cultural fit. Let me run some stats about this podcast by you. 82% of the total downloads for this podcast series are in the United States. Next up, 11% of the total downloads for this podcast series are from Canada. The country representing the third most podcast downloads for this podcast? Poland, at exactly 1.88% of total listenership. Shout to Poland. Thanks for your support. When creating podcasts, I think many of us in North America focus on Apple and Spotify for distribution because those are the dominant players in our region. And while those are global companies, they might not be the preferred access point for audio content on a localized level. Let's say that I want to reach listeners in India. Do you know that GeoSavin is one of the top audio distribution points in India and that I can't simply pipe this podcast into that platform? It isn't an issue of language. English podcasts are successful in countries like India. It's that distributing to regional, national, and local audio channels is exceedingly complicated. In a few moments, you'll hear David talk about leveraging country-specific communication channels like WeChat for engaging with students and recruitment partners in China. An apply board might leverage a different platform for stakeholders in a different region. The messaging might be similar, but it's about the distribution channel. Audio is a really unique marketing and communications format for a bunch of reasons. For starters, it's an amazingly authentic format. It's someone's voice. There's no visual bias. As a listener, you're connected and engaged with the content in a really unique way. But it's also a one-to-many format. It's hard to have the same conversation over and over again. Zoom is great, but how many of those can you realistically do in a day? Podcast scale. It's a regular, predictable way to engage with your stakeholders. But the question isn't really why podcasts, but how podcasts. How do you get your desired audience to actually listen to it? Venly is an audio platform for business, and we believe that your audio content should live where you do business. With Venly, you can share audio content privately to internal channels like Slack, but also externally to email, WeChat, WhatsApp, and also embed that content in a customer portal, all through the clicks of a couple buttons. The players are custom branded as an organization, and there are robust listener insights on a per piece of content basis. Do you have questions about how audio might play a role in how you message the field? Email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the excellent David Tubbs. Hi, David. Hi, Brian. How are you? David Tubbs is the Director of Marketing Communications at Apply Board, the world's largest online platform for international student recruitment and one of the fastest growing technology companies in North America. David leads a team of communicators and marketers dedicated to connecting with Apply Board's global market. David has more than a decade of marketing and communications experience in tech, higher ed, and not-for-profit sectors prior to joining Apply Board. David, thanks again for being with me. Thanks, Brian. I really enjoy being here. So for those that aren't familiar, what is Apply Board? Can you outline some of the customers that you serve and the value prop for each group? Yeah, absolutely. So Apply Board is a digital-first platform that connects international students with institutions that they want to study at to further their education. So first and foremost, our number one stakeholder that we work with are students. Second is our recruitment partners that help students along that path. And then also the institutions themselves, whether it be 
uh, university, a college, or all the way down to uh, kindergarten to grade 12 to help some of those students and families that are looking to further their young ch children's education. So, and uh, what Applied Board does is it really bridges the gap between those groups. The traditional way of applying for international uh, student abroad experiences is very convoluted. It's very challenging. You don't have a lot of information. For example, our founder and CEO, Mark Basiri, it took him 18 months to go through his process when he went to study abroad in Canada from his home in Iran. And it was a mixture of trying to figure out what schools he could apply to, what scholarships could he apply to, how do you apply for a visa? And that process is very time consuming, it's very draining. And then also for the schools themselves, it's a very challenging experience to attract students from various countries. So they have a nice, strong, diverse uh, population of students on their campus learning every single day, because they're looking to try and attract the top talent anywhere it is as much as it can, whether it's in our core destination markets of Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, the United States, and Australia. You mentioned your core destination markets, but you're operating mainly in non-Western countries. How are you navigating messaging and content across a multitude of languages and cultures? Is every message getting translated to fit a local aesthetic? So yeah, that's a, it's a great question. We've been able to help over 200,000 students from 125 countries in the world and in, our, in only our six years of being in business. And the biggest challenge that we have is just connecting with our recruitment partners who help those students in that local environment. So in a lot of cases, a student will approach a recruitment partner to help them along that journey. Somebody that either was referred to them in their local town or village or city, and they will take them through the steps and processes and apply board helps make that process just a lot more easier and seamless. Getting in front of those not just recruitment partners, but the students as well with really pertinent and interesting information and opportunities does create some of that localized messaging, a very important part of our overall marketing strategy, leveraging uh, new plat localized platforms like WeChat, uh, WhatsApp messages in uh, specific countries that really rely on, on that platform as opposed to email or social media. From a translation perspective, We've been doing some, again, localized promotions for that, but the way that a lot of our recruitment partners are operating is a lot of them are already English speaking, uh, or at least strongly proficient in it, because our destination countries for our institutions are English speaking in Canada, the UK, US and Australia. So that has helped bridge a lot of that gap from a messaging perspective. With respect to user acquisition, are there specific channels that are most successful for prospective students and recruitment partners? I imagine they're hanging out in different parts of the internet. You, you shared WhatsApp as a, as a channel that you might leverage. Anything specific there? Honestly, nothing specific because our stakeholders are so spread out both geographically and in sectors. We rely upon any number of communication platforms, whether it's traditional social media branching out and to new new platforms as we go along is definitely going to be a new priority, but email continues to be a priority. Specific uh, messaging applications as well, but a lot of it is still face-to-face -face interactions, especially when we're, when we're working with our recruitment partners on 
uh, in any questions or challenges or opportunities that they might have. So if we're developing a new promotion to really, you know, highlight and speed up some of the uh, opportunities for recruitment partners, having that one-on-one -on -one interaction with our, uh, our customer experience team really actually pushes that down the path a little bit. So we're also relying a lot of our internal platforms that we have as well to keep those, uh, those particular stakeholders as informed as possible. When we connected offline, you, you spoke about a scenario where there's something of an outside sales motion where you have a member of your team going to visit a recruitment partner like in their office. The breadth of your territory is so gigantic. How does this work? How do you structure this sales marketing motion for like in-person, face-to-face when you're dealing with a recruitment partner in a, a town in one of the many countries that you serve? So a lot of it comes down to creating that one-on-one -on -one interaction, as you just pointed out, going out and really meeting with these uh, these recruitment partners that are true partners of ours. But it, it comes down to just scheduling. We have uh, a big part of our workforce is dedicated to ensuring that our recruitment partners are supported. And then also, of course, bringing them on. We have more than 7,500 uh, recruitment partners worldwide. So having that sort of breadth of, of impact and reach is very important to maintain. So we are scaling to continue to meet that. That's one of our biggest priorities now as an entire company is scaling to meet the needs of our, of our students, of our recruitment partners in our schools. And that comes down to that, as you put it, not just face-to-face -face in person, because of course the pandemic and COVID has, has created some challenges around that, but being a, uh, a digital first company, we are on the phone, on video chats with all of our stakeholders every single day and every platform. And that even just informal touch on anything that happens really, really adds to our connected brand of support and you know, enabling success for our recruitment partners and our, and our students, but also our schools, just because there's so many questions out there about the digital shift that's happening in our space. And as the leader and, and pioneer from this in an ed tech space for international study abroad experiences, they are coming to us for a lot of those questions that they have about what's shifting in, in the industry uh, across all of our stakeholders. So in a lot of cases, they're coming to us and we're trying to meet that need as opposed to going out and trying to tackle as many of them as possible with a bombardment of communication. You have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, as part of your job, part of your remit is internal communications. I want to get the numbers right. Apply Board has approximately a thousand global employees spread across 25 countries. What's the balance between synchronous employee experiences and employee engagement, and also those that are on demand? Are there any best practices that you've developed communicating across so many linguistic and cultural lines? As we've developed as a company, over a thousand team members now worldwide, we've been making sure that culture is top of mind whenever we're hiring anybody. So when the bulk of our team has been onboarded, you know, in a virtual environment, the culture fit is the most important part for our, our hiring process. And it is built into our hiring process. We do make sure every single person coming on board goes through a culture interview at the very end of the process to make sure that there is that fit. So they're paired with people who have been with the company a long time, really have a good feel for 
and represent our core six values that we have as a company. So making sure that that is really vetted through that hiring process. So when everybody's coming in, whether you live in Nigeria or India or Canada or the US, that everybody is passionate about our mission and our goals. And that really does feed through in how we communicate, whether it is synchronous in a, you know, a, a company-wide quarter meeting that we might have, or on our digital platforms that we use for internal communications. You can see that passion and that connectedness all across the board, whether it's in, written in an email or on our internal platforms or in the passion that we have from everybody who might be speaking in a company-wide event. This type of passion has fed a lot of programs and strategies that we've, that we've developed. Uh, the first example top of mind that I think about is our STEM for Change $100,000 scholarship that we launched earlier in the year. This was an internal idea. We wanted to make sure that, that women and girls around the world had access to education in STEM fields because we found that while we are an extremely diverse company, one of the most diverse com tech companies you'll ever find in that our gender parity is, is well above uh, of anybody else's with more than 50% of our workforce are women. Um, we speak 50 languages across the spectrum of our uh, more than 1,000 employees from more than 30 nationalities. So it's, it's really a, a big part of our culture and making sure that women in every culture have access to that education uh, that can help spur and develop and create prosperity for themselves and, and their community and their country is very passionate for us. And that's what really drove the creation of that program. It's money and funds that will change a life. And we wanted to make sure that that was part of not just talking about giving back or doing good, but really actually doing it. And it was very, very much team member driven. I'll get you out on, on this question. When we connected beforehand, you share that, you know, you'll lean on colleagues of yours in international markets to best understand how to market in those markets. Are there some learnings or best practices that you've developed from an internal communications motion that have been applied to consumer marketing where a colleague of yours in India or in Nigeria, for example, has said, actually, this will work here if we do it externally? Yeah, that's actually a great point. What we're really trying to focus on when we're trying to appeal to uh, a, an external market that is non-Western or just not our purview as a communication team is meet with those people who represent uh, our sales team or our recruitment partner connection team in those countries. And we do have those open lines of communication on a regular basis with them. So they are part of that process. So if we're creating uh, a certain marketing campaign or a product or an article, that they are brought into that process at a fairly early stage and put so they can say, you know, that phrasing is not something that, that this market's going to be familiar with. How can you alter it? You don't need to prioritize this channel, but maybe you should be prioritizing that. And bringing them in very early creates that strong bond. So they're not frustrated or unsettled that we are alone on this marketing campaign in a market that we might not be the full authority on. So bringing our internal people together from the very start is 
part of our processes and part of all of our onboarding as we come in. So you meet all of those key people in specific parts of the company and in regions that you know who to go to, you know who to reach out to if you have a question or to, uh, to alert them to a campaign that might be happening. I'm joined today by David Tubbs of Applyboard. David, thanks so much for your time and your wisdom today. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it.